This podcast may contain adult themes and triggering topics. Please be kind to yourself if you get triggered by what we discuss. Also, this isn't a substitute for therapy or counseling. Please listen to the appendix at the end for some of our recommendations for resources that will help you find a qualified mental health care provider. Now, we take you to a time in the near future where emotional abuse has been appropriately deemed a crime and the survivors find a home to reclaim their lives and freedom. This is Haven, and these are the stories of the Reclaimers. Mycroft, may I come in? Ah, Sevi, did we have an appointment? No, and I, I just needed to ask you something. My goodness, that's a fairly big reaction to a simple question. Don't abuse my door in your hesitation. Come in, sit down, sit down. I'm going to be brave. What's there to be brave about? It's me, Sefi. I can hear whatever you have to say. Like any good father, I'm here for you. Thank you. I'm also going to be blunt. You said you respected that, yes? Uh, Well, out with it then. Let's not quibble over my memory problem today. Right. I... I just heard from Longwood that you submitted Helena's name for the psychology internship. And I wanted to ask... Why why I didn't put your name forward? Yes. You said many times over the past few months that you planned to, that you were... That I was the right person, and Longwood had even contacted me for my background creds and and all the verification. You weren't the right person, simple as that. Was it something I did? No, Helena was just a better match. I just wondered if maybe I could improve something. Ah, yes, here it comes. The father figure obsession. You're going to try to please me, right? By feigning a response to caring about your improvement, is that it? Please, Mycroft, I've been in weekly therapy on your recommendation. I'm branching out on my activities and going to a lecture tonight with Feeney, even. And I've completed all the reading on codependence you asked me to read. You're so thorough in your assignments. Thorough? Is that code for too much? Are you trying to accuse me of something, Sefi? No, sir. What have I told you about that word? No, Mycroft. I'm sorry, I forgot. I won't use it Good. Please stop using me as a transitional object in this healing work you're doing. You know I dislike being called sir. Your attachment to that word is unhealthy, Sefi. Deep down, it makes me wonder what else you're hiding. I truly apologize. I misspoke. You think I'm upset about a single word? I'm upset about the whole lot of words you came in here with. I was just trying to do what you'd asked. And bring issues directly to you to talk openly. I didn't gossip with anyone, and I didn't tell Phoenix. Just as you asked. Good. It shows progress, at least. Though I think having friends is very good, Sefi. It's not the friendship itself that disturbed me. It's your reliance on his gender. Your obsession with Mills is reaching new levels. All right. I'll bring that up with my therapist, too. You'll be right for other things. Don't despair. It isn't that I think less of you. That's a relief. Thank you for explaining. I just thought that with therapy, you'd need some... You recommended I go to therapy. Yes, because that's what's best. You need it. And now you're saying that you can't recommend me because I'm doing the thing you said I should? Miss Colossi, contain yourself. This is unbecoming of someone who used to display such brilliance. 
all of this laziness, playing the victim and making yourself out to be some kind of hero no. for doing something that we both know you need. No. Can you tell me how I'm supposed to know you can handle anything? How am I supposed to simply guess from what you're not telling me? I don't know. I, I don't know. I only know what you say. I would never dare to assume to know what you're thinking. You, you know... You know who does, Miss Colossi? Toxic manipulators. And you're not one of those, are you? No, Mycroft, I'm not. It's me. Then it's settled. Unless you have anything else to say. No. Ah. <laughs> well, then. Good day. I'm sure we can talk another time. Good day, Mycroft. I'm sorry. I truly am. I should have known you had a plan. I just keep hearing from all these people that you're saying all these nice things about me to them. But I never hear them from you directly, and it just made me worry. Sefi, I don't say them to you because I don't want to build up the father figure issues even more. You're at my office all the time. We spend hours together at the lab, and even then... You're begging to continue talking. I've been worried about how focused you are on my work, on me. I heard you even laid aside your judicial systems paper. Is that right? I made you a promise about priorities. Sefi, Sefi, look at yourself. You need to have boundaries. And while I appreciate all you're doing on my behalf, you should have a life of your own. When was the last time you went out with friends? Well, Feeney and I are going to the lecture tonight. Uh, I gonna... see. We aren't dating. There's that anger. Did I say you were dating? Not out loud. <laughs> that would be funny, but for how often you say it. Repetition isn't a joke. It will make you a bad writer. Sefi, if you aren't careful... Of course. You're right. Let's start with this week's homework. Did you do the research I asked? Tell me about tigers. Yes, and I sent a VidCon. VidCon. All this new fangled technology. Here, I put it on a tablet for you, too. You did? That's so sweet. I know you prefer it. I just wanted you to have the VidCon in case you needed it for class this morning. Why don't you tell me about what you found? Tigers can be trained over time to stay in dangerous situations. For example, a tiger can be trained to stay in the center of a fire, even if the tiger's life is threatened. Trained how? Conditioning and intermittent reinforcement. Their attachment to their trainer can be manipulated. Do you finally see what I was telling you about, narcissist? Yes, I get it. Why are we using the metaphor of a tiger specifically? Because tigers are hunters. They're attuned to their surroundings in ways that other animals seem to miss. They're extremely powerful, supernatural even, in their ability to blend and hide as well as attack and win. What does that have to do with antisocial personalities? That's the part I don't know, Mycroft. I get it now that disordered personalities only go after weaker people. People who can be easily controlled. Yes, that's true. <sighs> 
There are, however, certain extremely intelligent antisocial personalities who are looking for a real tiger. Someone they can condition over time. But doesn't that fly in the face of everything we've discussed, though? I mean, doesn't that suggest that antisocial... What it suggests is that there are some people who are just that powerful. They they can single-handedly take on a tiger and defeat it. And... They're extremely intelligent. The savviest of the disordered personality clusters. Yes. They have a lot of power because of their intelligence. And that's the next frontier in the world of psychology. Capturing that prowess and that power. Harnessing it for use in future global conflicts. I have a question. Yes. If serial killers fall into this, how do they train their victims? If they just met them hours or days before they killed them, how do they get You're them You're underestimating their persuasive powers. They can persuade someone that quickly. Disordered personalities use charm and excessive praise to their benefit. People can be charmed into allowing a psychopath to kill them, even? No. But they can be lulled into a false sense of security by not recognizing what true red flags look like. Fascinating. And yes, I get that I still have a lot to learn. What? You said I have a lot to learn. No, I didn't. I absolutely did not say that out loud, Seffi. I've also noticed... A few other times where you seemed to know what was going on in someone else's head long before they did. Um... Seffi. Seffi, what are you not telling me? Sometimes I can read thoughts. Really? It seems to be only when people's emotions are strong. It's not something I can just do on a whim. They... they have to be really emotional. But it does happen, and I can... I can read what they're thinking. So when I'm emotional, you can hear what I'm thinking. Well, it's different with you. Different how? With you, I can read surface things almost all the time. I just... I know there are limits most of the time, and then from time to time there are these... Boosters? Boosters? Say more about that. I don't know what to call them. You and a handful of others I've known throughout my life, you you keep your thoughts behind a sort of barrier in your head, and I feel... I feel gross going beyond that barrier. Wrong, somehow. And I don't go beyond that barrier until you boost the signal, until things get strong. I can read all the thoughts, or I can read... The nuance of the thought, it's very difficult to explain. What if I told you there were others? Other telepaths? Really? I thought it was just... That would be so... Wait, are they here at school? Could I meet them? Have you ever been tested for this ability? No, not formally anyway. Interesting. Would you? Would you be willing to be tested? Oh, I don't... I don't know about that. Seffi, you know you have so much to offer the world, don't you? 
You know that this is a gift that you could share with the world. Think of all you could do to further research, to facilitate justice. Just think how many criminals are hiding out there right now. There are so many things you could do with this gift to benefit the world, and it all starts with a tiny, formal test. I just don't want it getting out. Why not? I can only imagine the influence and sway you'd have over others if they knew. I can also imagine what happened at summer camp when I was 14. People found out and they stopped hanging out with me because they were terrified. Gramsy even had to move me to another school that next year. Oh, Seffi, that was when you were a child. You're an adult now. Buck up. You're attending one of the most prestigious institutions in the world, and you fear imaginary pitchforks, please. All right. Yes. If you think it will help the department... I'm not speaking in my capacity as professor. I'm speaking as a member of the War Crimes Tribunal. We've been collecting data for a project we're working on. I'd like you to participate. Like the military? A little. The War Crimes Tribunal is a global organization. You'd be joining that organization. Mm. And we could put your identity behind a safety net of clearance. You'd accept a clearance level, and we could keep you behind it. Well, that's good. Do you know Senator Alcorn? Oh, he's the local one here, right? Yes. His wife, Dawn, is leading the committee. I'm going to call her, see if she can come over right now. Would you be willing to stay for a while? Perhaps send Mr. Soleil to the lecture on his own? Sure. I can call him right now. I'm afraid you're going to feel like a lab rat for a bit. But afterward, you're going to have the opportunity of a lifetime. All right. Thank you. See, I told you you'd be right for something else. <sighs> I'm proud of you, Seffi. <laughs> Thank you, Mycroft, for everything. Hey, it's Percy and Feeney here. What you've just heard is a work of fiction, but we know that many listeners are living in a world of pain that isn't fictional at all. At the end of every episode, we're going to include an appendix of sorts. Some things we hope will serve those who live with a reality of fear and pain every day. First, we want to let you know about our website, www.empowering.tools, where we keep an ongoing list of books, websites, hotlines, and many other resources for victims and survivors of toxic relationships. Second, we love to hear from you. If you'd like to share your story with us or let us know how the episode impacted you, we'd love for you to reach out. These are deeply emotional things, and we want to give you a chance to share. We're a small team, so an in-depth response isn't always possible, but we do read every message we receive. Third, if you're in crisis or you need to find an immediate way out, please call 800-799-7233 for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. If your abuser is a parent or a non-romantic relationship, there are other resources we've listed on the website that are just for you. A reminder, emotional violence is still violence. You don't need to have bruises on your body to deserve help, and it's okay to feel what you're feeling when you call. Fourth, be safe. For some, getting out will take planning and time. If you know you need help, do what you need in order to safely get away. Lastly, we know how difficult it can be to believe there's hope on the other side of a toxic relationship. Many on our team know the devastatingly difficult steps it takes 
to get away from an abusive predator. But there is hope. You don't have to do it alone. If you don't have supportive family or friends, you can still find support at the hotlines we mentioned earlier or at a local hospital or shelter. Thousands of survivors have made it out. Getting out and reclaiming your freedom can be your story. We believe in you. We believe in your future. And, and we, we believe, believe in your, your right, right to that freedom. freedom.